I was like, true. Ah! And Travel. it was the, the goat. Ah! Ah! <laughs> All right. Okay, here we go. And here we start at uh, 91 million. Welcome to the Afterthoughts. <laughs> Let's start it over. <laughs> hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to the Afterthoughts that podcast. That was a little late. <laughs> Don't mess this up. Welcome to the Afterthoughts podcast. Got it. Where we share our thoughts after stuff. I, I don't think it's good. Yeah, I don't I think there's anything to work it. on. Uh, You're doing great. Welcome to the Afterthoughts podcast, where we share our thoughts after stuff. Alongside me, Doug, Ryan. Yes. Hello, thanks, e. for, thanks for having us, E. Happy to have you guys. We're talking faith, talking mm-hmm. life, mm-hmm. talking about a temple okay. today. Yeah. Lots of good stuff. Oh, yeah. How's everybody feeling Not today? enough time in the day, you know what I mean? Sure doesn't seem like it when we record these, does <laughs> oh, it? Oh, no, does no, 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 no. But no, the no. clock is here, and it's going, and so I'm sure we'll pay attention to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kayla, Jacob, how are you doing over there? I'm doing pretty good. How are you guys doing? Everybody good? Seems like it. Seems like everyone's doing really good. Doing great. Good. The countdown clock to your wedding day. Oh, yes. Wow. Coming wow. soon. Let's go, wow. Kayla. Maybe two yeah. weeks. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> are, you guys, are you guys ready? Do you have a venue? Yes, we oh, do. Ah, they got it all sorted that last out. Week. Oh, do you have an officiant? Uh-oh. Yeah, um, his name's Doug. You Uh-oh. might know him. Do you have an officiant oh, who, awesome. who actually you have counts? an actual person that it will count? <laughs> yeah. <if they> may. <laughs> yeah. All of that to say, here at the Afterthoughts Podcast, we always love to do everyone's favorite segment, Questions with Kayla. Questions. Yes. So while we've got you, Kayla, Thanks for I understand that you have some questions. I do have Gotta some questions. Gotta give the people what they want. Here I we know. go. This is Demands. all that they listen to. <laughs> Just kidding. Here um, we go. <laughs> So I don't know if the people can see, but behind you guys is the AC project mm. where you guys oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. filmed a need movie. To look at basically. It. I have it memorized. <laughs> oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So on this trip yeah. that the three of you guys went on, what was the funniest moment? Could be individually, you guys have a separate answer or all the same uh, answer. The funniest wow. moment. Funniest moment. Yeah. Uh, for context, in 2012 we traveled three of us and our buddy Matt. Shout out to Matt. Traveled for a year, a bunch of different countries, working with churches and organizations and stuff, which was awesome. Transformative life experience. Absolutely. Many funny moments. Oh, yeah. A whole lot of them. I think I know what it is. Rwanda on the motorcycles. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So this was, uh, let's say the order of the countries really quick. The whole trip? You still remember it. Yeah, we started started in Haiti Haiti, in January. Dominican Republic. Dominican Republic. Belize. Belize. Fiji. 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 Pit stop in Australia. Yep, little trip break. A couple days in Singapore. Another story for another day. Yep. India. India. And then Uganda. Uganda Burundi. Rwanda. Rwanda. Yes. In between Burundi. to Burundi. So Zambia. To Zambia we to took South a bus. Zoom in on that. We spent two months in Uganda and then two months in Burundi. <laughs> and in between the two is the beautiful country of Rwanda. Yes. We yes, took yes, a bus yes. from A to B. And long, so we long spent. Day. Yeah, it was. Oh, yeah. We. Uh, yeah, I remember that was like a 12-hour bus ride, and I was stuck in the back row. Holding your guitar. Holding That's guitars right. and suitcases yeah. on top of me, and I had to go to the bathroom for 12 hours. Dude, I got so <laughs> sick at the end of that. Your eye almost died at I the end of that. We thought die. he was, That's right. Was, I've never seen somebody go from 100 to zero so fast. And then the next morning, I was fine. And it was that, the strangest thing. Wow. That night Are when we okay? got to... Are you okay I think now? so. Oh, good. I feel fine today. Wonderful. That night when we got to Rwanda... Yeah. You were dying. Oh, yeah. But the three of us, um, we checked into the hotel and then went to eat some food. And the hotel was called... Hotel. 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 And the place we got food was called... Restaurant. 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 Yes. Dude, so we literally like Ron Swanson stayed at a hotel here. and we ate at restaurant. And this is like <laughs> yeah. a person... Like you walk in and you put your food on the plate and then you throw it in the microwave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you warm yeah. it up. And you pray a, it's real, not going to kill you. It was and a that's, real family feel. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Restaurant. But it yeah, was clear right. what it was from the name yeah. of both Good. Places. That's good marketing. Good marketing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're looking for a hotel. Anyway, There's one. <laughs> we, were, we were trying to go find an orphanage that some friends were at. Yes. And so Rwanda's beautiful. Hills and mountains everywhere. Yep. And to get around, you can either, you know, hop on a bus um, take a taxi, or you can hop on the back of motorcycles yeah, 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 yeah. as taxis, basically. Which and so we tracked do. down four motorcycles. 
Well, we got in the wrong bus, had to get, had to stop, get out, and then get motorcycles to take us back. <laughs> to take us back in the, the right direction. Because we were looking for a dirt road yeah, with a blue roof. And there's like a hundred different taxis going in a hundred different directions. And we saw a sign that was kind of familiar. And so we said, well, I think we're on that's that one. Word. I think that's the word. <laughs> we made a pull over and drop so, yeah. so we, we flagged one guy on a motorcycle over, and then number two, and then number three. And the three of us hopped on the back of each of those motorcycles. Yeah, yeah. We're waiting for the fourth guy. So Matt can hop on the back of that one. Right. And then finally, yes. uh, the fourth motorcycle shows up and <laughs> Matt hops yeah, on the back. On. And we all have a perfect vantage point to see this guy <laughs> who now has Matt's life in his hands because yeah. we're traveling 60, 70 miles an hour. Oh, just cruising. Oh, yeah. Cruising like around semis, around cars, winding through oh, the yeah. mountains. And... Um, Matt's on the back of this motorcycle and we don't have helmets, but the guys driving have helmets and this guy pulls off his helmet off and he's the most cross-eyed dude we've ever seen. It, it was true. It was, yeah. So, and I think my reaction was just, oh, oh. Matt, Matt, you're going like, to be fine. Don't what? even worry about it. Yeah. Yeah. Just go. Just go. We'll see you when we get that there. That was the only time I've ever prayed for Matt. It was, was that 45 whole motorcycle minutes. ride. It was oh, a 45 man. minute a motorcycle ride. ride at 70 miles an hour. And we the got there. The three of us got there like five minutes before Matt yeah. showed up. So there was a five minute time yeah. there. You just thought it was over. I just thought it was done. I'm sorry. What was the question? <laughs> Did we answer? Uh, I have, a, I have an honorary second, and I'll just say the spark note of it. Fourth of July, 2012. Yeah. We sat out and had dinner mm -hmm. with some folks from the UK. <laughs> saturated in irony on the 4th of July together. Was, we laughed about that. <laughs> yeah. But they told us a story of a guide taking people into a gorilla park. And as the guide was taking him in, talking about how like cool the gorillas were and friendly and like, don't be afraid, a silverback male just came and tackled him to the ground. Yes. Yeah, in front of the whole group. Don't even, don't even be scared, guys. And then just boom. And got and it just like pounded the ground Dude, over him. I picture him as like the man with the yellow hat in the Curious George books. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So he's got but, the whole, you know, gorilla trek leader get up on. That's the one guy. If you're like, if he's yeah. good, we're good. But if oh, and then all that curious George did steroids oh, and just no. came out of nowhere and tackled that <laughs> dude imagine? to the ground. Like you remember playing football in the backyard as a kid and you would get like blindsided by a friend and they would tackle you yeah. how bad that would hurt. But that's like a fifty pound kid. Yeah. Yeah. We're talking about a thousand pound gorilla. Which, which make a lot of appearances you. on this show. Sure has. <laughs> but the gorilla tackled him and then the gorilla sat on him for like five minutes. Do you remember that Just part of the Just to show story? everyone that this is my territory, but didn't actually like hurt him badly. No. But freaked everybody out. But they were telling us that story and we were in tears. Yeah. Because you just picture the guide trying to keep everybody calm yeah. while he is. This, this is they're, totally they're friendly, normal. They're friendly creatures, this is guys. What while, the, while the alpha male gorilla is just <laughs> sitting on him and he's like, guys, don't worry about this. If it wants to, it'll just if pull just, my head off my body. If you just body, keep but... walking, maybe uh, get out of here and I'll, I'll catch up <laughs> I'll catch to you. Up. So, yeah, that, those were some good moments. Kayla, thank you for asking. Great question. We could Kayla. do that all day. Yeah. <laughs> those are really good. All right, on a completely different note, uh, what Power Ranger color... Would you be and why? This is from the Instagram people. I spent a year of my life in the Red Ranger costume and a year yeah. of my life in the White Ranger costume. When Tommy the Green Ranger yeah, evolves right. into the White Ranger. But Red Ranger was my roots, so I'd go with Red Ranger. Yeah. Uh, Blue Rangers is my roots. Billy. I believe his name was Billy. Billy. And uh, he was the smart one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so cool. Why, why is that your favorite? <laughs> it's like in the office. I make an office reference every time where Dwight's talking about his childhood. Yeah, that he was the cool one. Yeah, yeah. And Mose was the art, Mose was Mose was the artsy one. <laughs> like, what world are you living in? Yeah. Just on the farm. Oh yeah, among the, among yeah, you guys. Very small like, sample size. In the real world, no. <laughs> oh, dude. Green Ranger for me. Yeah, yeah. He had the, the shows flute. up every once in a while. <laughs> That show was I can't awesome. Whistle. I can't whistle very well. Fun fact about me. But Got I can't whistle fact. at all. <laughs> can you not? Try. No. Try you, as hard you as you can. can't whistle? I've never known that. I can't whistle. <laughs> yeah, what you're doing is not whistling. <laughs> yeah, you're not trying. I also can't uh, make my tongue into a U. Well, it's because you have a, your tongue tied, right? Yeah. Oh, sorry, I man. I have a stupid tongue. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Doug can't stick his like, tongue out. Like, this is me trying to can't do stick that. His, yeah, do it. <laughs> <laughs> Is it at all? Not, no, I mean, a little okay. bit. Not. I feel not like, even, I feel like you're getting better at it with age. <laughs> with age, man. So can't uh, whistle. Green Ranger. Yep. Thank you for asking. Yeah, no Next. <laughs> okay. 
Have you guys been keeping up with Taylor Swift at all? No. No. Okay. No. Well, let's skip that one. Okay. Um, <laughs> What's the question? For, Is there I was a just going to say thoughts on Taylor Swift and the Swifties and how dedicated they are. Oh. Oh, man. She's got, I mean, people love her. Swifties are just, I would imagine, just fans and they're yes. dedicated. Yeah. I'm not really a Swifty. But <laughs> piece that together. <laughs> Very piece good. That together. Sherlock Holmes to my right. <laughs> What's your favorite Taylor Swift song? Um, uh, you go. I got to think of the name. Oh, I mean, sing it. My buddy Eric and I used to jam Trouble. That was fun. Yeah. Oh, the I knew you were trouble when you walked in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So good. Another great moment from the trip that there were a bunch of goats on the, on the trip that would just keep us up at night. And at some point, somebody made that video oh, where yeah. it was like, true. Ah, and trouble. it was the, the goat. Ah, <laughs> yeah, that was good. Yeah. So that that's me too. But but I I like the the goat version. Yeah, the that's, the best. Yes, that's, that's the best. Yeah, the I really like what she did there. The, remix, the bonus yeah. track that she gave us. Yeah. Great remix. If you if you keep listening at the end of the album, it <laughs> yeah, goes to that. Just, Doug, do you have a favorite Taylor Swift song? I don't. All of them. Oh wow. Cool. Yep. Doug's wow. a Swifty. Yeah. Oh right? yeah. Would you consider yourself that? Yeah, you love Taylor. Oh, Swift. absolutely. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I think it's great. All right. I, I love that they're. <laughs> Thanks for commenting. Thanks for, that was great. Yeah, dude, that's a great addition to the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> now nah, this guy's president. not gonna—he's not gonna offend a Taylor Swift no. fan. It's probably good. Um, on a more serious note, um, how has y'all's lives changed in one year? Just one. This, like this past year. This past in the past year. twelve months. Yeah. How has oh, August to August. Mm. Well, I had another kid. Well, my wife did. I didn't do it much, anything. Nothing. Ray, Rayburn, he's changed my life. He's awesome. Yeah. He's brought a lot of great peace to our family. He's a pretty chill little guy. He's a cool baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's, changed, that's been the biggest change in my life in the past year. I moved to Georgetown from oh, Austin wow. to Georgetown. That's right. Needed a little bit more space, an extra bedroom. Nice. And... Uh, yeah, back in May, we moved to Georgetown, and we love it. That Tim McGraw song, I Want to Live Where the Green Grass Grows, is just in my head. Wow. And uh, now I get to sit on my back porch every night and uh, watch my grass die from the heat. <laughs> it's so hot. Beautiful yeah. Texas grass. Just uh -huh. impossible. <laughs> Doesn't Taylor Swift have a song called Tim McGraw? Yeah. She does. Full circle moment. Wow. We really came back to it. That's a wrap. Very good. That's a wrap. <laughs> Episode six. Let's move on. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I... <laughs> the first thing that popped in my mind is I I love to read. I talk about it a lot. I've read, I've been stuck reading nonfiction for several years. Mm. In the last year, I've gotten back to reading fiction. Nice. I've probably read more fiction than nonfiction. And I love it, man. It's like my favorite thing. That's cool. In the world, I look forward to it every evening. And do so you, I'm reading read a lot of fiction. in the physical book or listen to them? Yeah, so... so I, Usually when it's nonfiction, I'm listening to it on Audible. I just learn better that way. But mm -hmm. I've been forcing myself to read the actual book when it's fiction. Yeah. And that's, it's just, it's fun. Nice. I love it. Nice, man. Yeah. You're probably looking for like an inner answer to that question of how we've changed as people. But <laughs> well, we, we just gave very circumstantial answers. Not much, I think, is the answer. <laughs> yeah. No, that works. That's, <laughs> thank you, guys. That works. I actually have, with Kayla. I actually have a big answer to that question okay. but i'm not going to answer it now oh Whoa. that is for our fall series okay the first, week, the first week of our fall Whoa. series Consider this a for, teaser. so yep. i've been learning from reading fiction that this is called <laughs> foreshadowing oh, oh ryan very good so, yes <laughs> wow just did there. for alive and free mm -hmm. oh, oh he dropped the name oh. that starts in a couple weeks okay so. wow. alive wow, wow, and wow, free wow. yep i can't wait yep it's gonna be such a good well, series i can't answer that well you now, have Kayla. a song the edge of our that's okay thank you how has Doug changed? We don't know yet. We don't know. Stay <laughs> tuned. But we'll find out. Yeah. Kayla, you have anything else? I have a game. Oh, right. Let's play a game. Yeah. I loved, love to play games. Very oh, fun. Yeah. Okay. So this is called Guess the Celebrity. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm sure that the people will love this, especially the younger okay. generation. We'll probably we all gonna... be very bad at this, I'm is my so guess. Bad at this. So. It's okay. <laughs> and I want to be good. for yourselves. I want to be good at these types of things. So this is good practice for me. Okay. All Are right. They, like just any person, celebrity. <laughs> any Justin Bieber. <laughs> yeah, for every single one. Guess Ethan's <laughs> doppelgangers, the guy who the guy who plays Golem. 
<laughs> from Lord of the Rings. Andy Circus. <laughs> I don't know. He, yeah. Look. So yeah, act like golf. Like there's a wide range of ages in here. Well, different an categories. Unnecessary shot there. <laughs> so. All right, sorry, Kayla. Okay, what okay. Kayla, you're doing great. No, we're, we're any platform, focused. so don't think like just singer or anything. This is any platform. Famous of a, anywhere. Yes. Okay. Right. If we get Starting if off, we get influencers on here, I'm toast. That's okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Here we go. Starting off strong. Is that a TikTok? Kardashian? No. Is it? Yeah. No. Um, it's not. <laughs> that's what I was thinking too. Okay. Gosh, I I honestly don't know if I've ever seen her before. Um, Brody Jenner's sister. No. <laughs> Ash, <laughs> Ashley. This is Charlie D'Amelio. Right, <laughs> just because of the first name. This is Charlie D'Amelio, and she probably has like Charlie a billion. Who? Charlie D'Amelio. I think I'm saying that right. Charlie. Like a billion Charlie. followers. Nice. Come be on our podcast. Don't, Charlie. Know, don't know Charlie. Yeah. Yes. Great right. to meet you. What about this one? Oh, Barstool. Uh, Barstool. Dave Portnoy. Good. Nice. Okay. Caleb Presley is one of my favorite yeah, people in the world. Of course. Yeah. I'm taking over because Kayla doesn't know who this is either. <laughs> is it a show? <laughs> like a cast of a show? It, it looks like the Adams family. Either a music group. Yeah. Or the cast of a show. It's a music group. I'll tell you it's a music group. Is it? Pentatonics. Nope. nope. It's like the younger siblings of all the, the Twilight cast in the music, <laughs> the music group. They were very popular at Coachella this year. Like the hype. Man. Jacob, why don't you tell I us? I don't know. It is Blackpink. I've they're, never heard of that. They're popular. Mr. Beast. Mr. Thank Beast. you. I, I love didn't know that who guy. that was either. Yeah, he's, he's Mr. awesome. Mr. Beast. Oh, yeah. He's a, he's a genius. Um, I have not seen that guy. <laughs> Social media guy? All right. Hint. TikTok. Oh. Mo- number one most followed TikToker. The really? number one. Number one. Really? <clears throat> Over Charlie. I don't think I'm. A, I'm too old to have a TikTok. No, I can't do don't it. Don't meet the age requirements. I've never seen that yeah. guy. I'm Cabby Lame. I think I'm pronouncing right. What is it? What Cab- does he do? Cabby Lame. Is he funny or he like doesn't speak at all? He just. I don't. I should show you an example. But he okay. just like makes faces and like reacts oh. to things. Sweet. Okay. Funny guy. Great. All right, you guys got That's this. Post Malone. There we go. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. That's that's one of the Paul brothers, is it? Is that Jake and Logan's yeah, it's younger brother? Yeah, the, the, the younger the version. Paul of, brothers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Jake Paul. We're Jake. on a roll, guys. The uh, chef guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yes, chef. Thank Ramsey. You, chef. Gordon Ramsay. Gordon, Gordon Ramsay, Ramsay. Yes. from the yeah. Bear. <laughs> no idea, man. One of Another the guys TikTok from Twilight. Yeah, TikTok just keeps coming from Twilight. Uh, yeah, I don't know who that is. That Bryce Hall, TikToker. Nope. The TikTok ones are tough. Amanda uh, Bynes. <laughs> <laughs> Reese Witherspoon. Steen Adamson. <laughs> Jojo Siwa. You never, you'll never yeah. get it. Jojo Siwa. I don't know who that is. Uh, that is... Is... Um, what's the girl's name that dated Justin Bieber? Famous? <laughs> Selena Gomez. Is that Selena Gomez? Nope. I was going to say Selena she Gomez She does kind of look yeah. a little bit. Oh, well, yeah. yeah. That was my best guess. Who is it? Jenna Ortega. She was in Wednesday. Big time actress now. John Foreman. John Foreman. Yeah. <laughs> easy. <laughs> Too easy. That's I want. I want him <laughs> on the podcast. That's more in our wheelhouse. There's okay. Another this Twilight is, guy for Doug. <laughs> yep. That's the uh, that's the vampire guy in Twilight. <laughs> Cedric Diggory. Yes. Cedric Diggory. <laughs> the guy from a Water for Elephants. Lil Huddy. Lil Huddy. TikToker turned music guy. But yeah, His looks like a vampire. What? Lil Huddy. What? Okay. Beyonce. Beyonce. Because she's the uh, she's the voice of oh, the yeah, Lion King, adult Nala. Yep. And Destiny's Child was a big thing when we were. Oh, wait, two more after this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a uh, Timothy Chalamet or Chalamet. Is that it? Chalamet. Yeah. What is he? He's uh, he's in a lot of stuff. Last one. Oppenheimer, Tommy Shelby. Come on. Uh, you guys Cillian, know, you guys know Cillian Cillian Murphy. Well, some people say, I don't know if Cillian is the way to pronounce it. I've heard people say Killian. I love Cillian. that guy. He's a phenomenal Great actor. Work. Great actor. Yeah. The Peaky Thanks, blinders. guys, for playing. Great That's game, all we guys. Have. I yeah. feel like if this was a test <laughs> in school, we got like a 55%, which is an F. No, we did not. <laughs> 40, 42%. I think, yeah, 30 or 40. That was pretty, well, that was pretty bad. Yeah. But we tried. But thank you for introducing us to Yeah. 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 Just trying to culture you guys. Yeah, now we know. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> okay, well, we don't know a lot of people, but <laughs> we, we do, do know about being a temple of the Holy Spirit. Oh, yeah, we do. <laughs> Ryan. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. Just preached 
about the spiritual component. We're talking about being a temple of the Holy Spirit. Yep. You have a mind, you have a body, you have a spirit, and you are not to neglect any of those things. They yeah, all work right. together. You have been talking specifically about cultivating the spiritual, mm-hmm. your spiritual health, and I know that you had a lot of content. Yeah. A lot in your preparation. So I want to give you some time to dive deeper. Okay. Give us, feed us some more, right? Yeah, so I just, just finished a sermon called Demo Day. Um, <clears throat> which is obviously a, a nod to Chip and Joanna Gaines. Uh, I think. They're they, Yeah. Is that where that came from? Yeah. Um, yes, it is. You could have put them up there, and Ryan might have known who yeah. they were. The Gaines. There you go. Chip Chip is the demo day guy. The demo day guy. It's yep. kind of his thing. Oh, yeah. um, okay. Jesus walks into the temple in Mark 11. Mm-hmm. Um, it's in all four of the Gospels. And he overturns tables, and he, John tells us, makes a whip. And just yeah, goes out. goes crazy. Yeah. He kind of has a demo day in the tempo, yep. in the, the tempo, the the temple. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I thought that would be a really cool way to talk about spiritual health mm. and yeah. how sometimes Jesus is going to be the one who who steps into. If our bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit, there's going to be days where we just have to do some demo days, where we have to get rid of all the stuff that's not supposed to be there. Yeah. And so I. I talked a little bit about the the Markan sandwich, which oh, is so funny, a literary yes. device that I've wanted to, I nerd out about that <laughs> stuff. I've wanted to preach that for years. Big sandwich guy. Yeah, big sandwich Finally guy. Finally had your chance. All throughout the Gospel of Mark, um, he's always using this literary device where he tells a story within a story. So it goes part one of the story, then he introduces another story, and then he comes back and finishes yeah, and the whole time story. the van is falling from the bridge down to the river. Yep, and kind so of a but, but time's going a little bit slower, and so you have a lot of time to go to the mountains That's and, good. and ski. And That yeah, is cool, yeah, yeah, though. Yeah. Literary it's cool, device right? and thought put into that. Yeah, it's a really fun fun way, and, and the w- reason we call it a sandwich is because the, the part one and part three are the bread, and then it's really setting up the meat, which is the middle story. And so in Mark 11, mm-hmm. Jesus clearing the temple is the meat, the bread is Jesus cursing the fig tree, which is one of those just, it's such a bizarre story that when you read it out of context, you don't really know what to do with it. But then when you start to realize, oh, I see what Mark's doing here, really what what Jesus is saying Mm -hmm. is, uh, just because something looks like it should bear fruit doesn't necessarily mean that it is bearing fruit. And of course he's referring to the temple not bearing any good fruit. Yeah. So that was a fun way to, to, just set it up um and yeah it triggered me a little bit okay tell me it's the first time i've ever used that term before when you brought up jesus clearing the temple (laughs) when i was in junior high yeah didn't really trigger me i just said that you're just trying to be uh i'm just trying to be with the times i don't i clearly don't know a lot of what's going on (laughs) no i don't know about charlie the million or whatever her name is um i was in junior high (laughs) went to church (laughs) And all the junior high kids were there. Yeah. And this uh, youth leader went up to like give a talk to all of us kids. And um, there was like at the youth group a donut table and door prize and stuff on there. And she kind of freaked out that about us <clears throat> not being there for the right reasons. Yeah. And flipped the table over. Phenomenal. Wait, how old were you? 12, 13. So this is a Sunday morning. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because you're just going there for the donuts and the yeah to meet girls yeah well and because you had to yeah because you my family was to church so and she she was like mad and was like this you is guys why are you're here. here yeah exactly you're here for the donuts and the door prize the door prize flipped the table we didn't understand it all because no. I didn't know the story of Jesus in the temple and I think that's what she was going so for phenomenal. And you're like, aren't you, I'm sorry, aren't you the one that set up the door prize in the donuts? <laughs> yeah, dude. Sorry, we like them. <laughs> I feel for her because I've, yeah. I've probably made some illustrations that didn't land in my uh, preaching days. Dude, phenomenal. <laughs> yeah. But that story always has stuck with me when someone brings up the Jesus clearing the temple because that was the first depiction That's of it so I ever saw. phenomenal. So you were scarred by it. But with no context. Dude, and I... So. And we understand this because we struggle to come up with content all the time. Yeah. But imagine her on like Wednesday talking to her friends, just like, I know what I got to do. This is going to, I think she, I think she, this is going to stick with the kids. I'm going to flip over the table and all of her friends being like, yeah, yeah, you got to do that. That's going to be it, so great. Was it theatrical or was it well, rage? I, exactly. Maybe <laughs> okay. it was both. Maybe it was both. Yeah. But it's a way to do it. Years later. Yeah. I remember going to a church service with both of you guys 
out in California mm-hmm. um, where a guy preached about the fig tree. Rock Harbor. And I'd never heard of that before. I, was, yep. I've, I, you know, I don't even know if I had read that story, but it sounded bizarre as he was reading it. Yeah. And then he brought the context that yeah. you were talking about, which is actually a beautiful yeah. thing that Jesus was doing. Tell us a little bit about it's that. It's awesome. Okay, so um, there's so much to this story that I wanted to dive into. Can I nerd out for like seven minutes and take you through a, a, a bit here that I just didn't have time for? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's, Ryan, that's why we're here. Oh, teach, I, us, teach us something, right? If you will, I have some thoughts after my sermon. Oh, so, well. Um, well, you were in the right place. Okay, so I'll just, I'm just going to take you through this. This might be super helpful for, for some of you who have never heard the, the backstory of the, the temple. And so, um, yeah, I'll just go. And then whenever you guys want to jump in, you jump in. But we've been talking all about how we are temples of the Holy Spirit and how that's really calling back to the Garden of Eden. Um, and I even talked about how uh, I love the, the message translation of Psalm 1, talking about how we are being replanted in Eden. And that's really what repentance is all about, is getting back to the way that it was always supposed to be. Yeah. Well, in Eden... Um, <clears throat> which, by the way, the temple you, you shared a few weeks ago is set up to, to replicate yeah. God's micro presence. Micro-Eden. Mimic. Say, say that again real quick. A micro-Eden. It's, it's mimicking. Say, say the stages. Of Eden or the temple? Both. Do you remember? Yeah. The land is called Eden, Hebrew word for delight. Within the land is a garden. At the center of the garden is the tree of life. Hmm. The temple had the outer courts, the holy place, the holy of holies. Perfect. So Adam and Eve eat from, from the tree of the knowledge of good and eat, <clears throat> evil. They get banished from the garden. Mm-hmm. Um, they have to move east of Eden, mm-hmm. um, which moving east, Deborah Newport taught me this, becomes a theme all throughout scripture mm. of moving away from God. Um, but there's mm. this really interesting verse at the very end of Genesis 3. It's Genesis 3, 24. It says, after he drove the man out, he placed on the east side of the garden of Eden cherubim and a flaming sword flashing back and forth to guard the way to the tree of life, which is one of those verses that I've always just kind of skipped past. Right. Um, first off, the cherubim was a, an angel. Hmm. Um, lots of different angels. And by the way, angels aren't like, we don't become angels when we, when we go to heaven. Angels are created by God for different purposes. Right. One of them, cherubim, often used to protect things that mm. God needs protected. So he, the tough guy angels. Yeah, he puts like the bouncer outside the garden. Yeah. But then what's interesting is there's this sword that's on fire that the, that the angel is is holding and I've never known what to do with it. I was listening to a scholar this last week talk about it and he called it the eternal sword of justice. Whoa. Uh the sword of a thousand truths. Uh yeah, it's it, from South Park. Right, I will. Um <laughs> So, so if you think about it, there is now separation between us and God. Mm-hmm. Genesis 3, that's what the story is all about. And yeah. there's this eternal sort of justice in between us mm-hmm. and God. And what's interesting about that is we all understand justice. We all understand that justice, <clears throat> like it's rooted in us that when we mess up like Adam and Eve did, we know that there's a, a punishment that, that has to be paid for it. I was on a run two days ago and um, there was a car that cut off another car as they were driving. And we've all experienced that mm-hmm. before, like that anger that, that flares up. Sometimes we do like one of these. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you give a little honk. This guy went for uh, public shaming and just laid on his horn for like 15 seconds, right? And just followed right behind him Amazing. as all the other cars. He had to make Jeez. like the drive of shame. You know, like that's like saying like, this guy did something wrong. And I like, it's not enough for that it's guy. It's funny because it's really the guy laying on the horn who looks like the idiot to everybody else. <laughs> totally not the did. guy in front. Yeah. Because what he's saying is it's not just what this guy just did mm-hmm. to me and I need to, to pay him back justice, right? Yep. And that's a silly example. But if you've been hurt, like in a, in a really serious way, like some people who are, are listening to this right now have, um, one, our heart goes out to you. Two, you know it's not enough just to go, well, yeah, you just like forgive. You know, like let's just forgive and forget and, and move on. Or like if a judge is like, ah, you know, whatever, it's yeah. not a big deal. There's, mm-hmm. something, there's something inside of us that rises up because we understand justice. So Adam and Eve um, 
sinned against God. And right from Genesis 3, we see this, this sort of eternal justice come between us and God. Mm-hmm. And that's a problem because none of us can stand up to the sort of eternal justice, mm-hmm. right? I certainly can't because I've sinned a right, lot right. and I fall short of the glory of oh, God. Oh, we know. Now, stick with me, right? Because we're going somewhere here. All throughout the Old Testament, God sets up a system mm-hmm. to, to help deal with this justice the tabernacle, which eventually turns into the temple, which is where people would come to offer sacrifices uh, to to atone for their sins, mm-hmm. right? So, so Leviticus 15, I'm sorry, Leviticus 16 and verse 15 says it this way, talking about how um, the, in the temple, there was a very inner court, uh, the, the Holy of Holies, the place where God's presence dwells. Mm-hmm. And only one person was allowed to go in there. You guys know this, the high priest, mm-hmm. and only he can go in there one day a year, the day of atonement, Yom Kippur. It says this, Leviticus 16 and verse 15, he shall then slaughter the goat for the sin offering. In other words, the goat has to go under the sword. Mm. The goat has to be slaughtered for the sin offering for the people and take its blood behind the curtain, which the curtain is is blocking off to, to move into the Holy of Holies, and do with it as he did with the bull's blood. He shall sprinkle it on the atonement cover and in front of it. So, mm-hmm. so the high priest would, would take uh, this goat, slaughter it, bring it behind the curtain, and that would be how you would atone for our sins. That would be how we could have right standing with God. Are you with me so far? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, you guys know where I'm going with this. Matthew 27, keep turning to the right in your Bibles. Unless you're driving right now, then please don't have a Bible open, right? Matthew 27, Jesus, so for thousands of years, these these sacrificial, the sacrificial system would be put into place to deal with the sort of eternal judgment, right. ju- justice. The problem is all these goats were always imperfect, mm. right? Until you get Jesus, who lives the completely holy life, who who knows no sin and allows himself to become sin, like we learn in Second Corinthians five, by going to the cross, going under the sword, if yeah. you will, blood on the cross, and and as he is bleeding on the cross, Matthew twenty seven and verse fifty says this: and when Jesus had cried out again, in a loud voice, he gave up his spirit. At that moment the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth shook and the rocks split. Mm. So it's Jesus's sacrifice, Jesus mm-hmm. going under the sword that allows that curtain to, to split. So now there is no longer separation between us and God, but now we have access to the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And as Paul writes, we become temples of the Holy Spirit, right? So that's that's a lot of the the background of where we've been trying to go in this series. It's summed up really well in Hebrews, like you you talked about a few weeks ago, Hebrews 10. And by that, by that will, we have been made holy through the sacrifice of the body of Jesus Christ once and for all. Day after day, every priest stands and performs his religious duties. Again and again, he offers the same sacrifices, which can never take away sins. But when this priest had offered for all time one sacrifice for sins, Jesus, he sat down at the right hand of God, and since that time, he waits for his enemies to be made his footstool. For by one sacrifice, what Jesus did on the cross, he has made perfect forever those who are being made holy. Mm. And so Jesus goes to the cross to, to, to finish this entire thing that started back in the garden. And, and the temple was a picture of that all throughout the Old Testament until mm-hmm. Jesus came and taught us how to be temples of the Holy Spirit. Now, what I was going to do if I had time is I was going to explain all of that. And then I was going to go now back up with me five days to Jesus's triumphal en- entry and Mark 11, when he walks into the temple and he starts turning over tables. Like, do you see how how Jesus would have walked into the temple and, and seen a whole bunch of people buying and selling? Um, which by the way, I, I read one one scholar, oh, Josephus, from who was a writer from the first century. He said that in, in one week, like uh, in one, one year during the week of Passover, 255,000 sheep, would have been sold Jeez. in a single week. Wow. So we, we uh, I think I got that number right. If I didn't, it, it's a high number. 
But we're talking oh, about like buying and selling from hundreds, if not thousands of different vendors and like noisy animals and just chaos in the outer courts of the temple, which is the place that, that people were supposed to go to, to meet with God. And Jesus, knowing full well that he's doing something much, much deeper here, yeah. you can see why this like righteous zeal, mm. this anger like rises up within him. Yeah. And he goes, I'm, I'm here to show you that I'm, I'm going to overturn this entire system because we've gotten so caught up in all the religion of all this mm-hmm. that we've missed the heart of God in the process. And there was all kinds of corruption right. that had made its way in. Ton of corruption being kept out. Yeah, and this was in the outer courts, and this was the only place where the Gentiles were allowed at, at the time. So imagine you're a Gentile asking big questions about who God is, and you make this journey to Jerusalem to try to find answers. The only place you're allowed to go is this outer court mm. of the temple, mm-hmm. and it's just chaos yeah. at this point. Yeah. And, and so, like, we're making it really, really hard for people to ask the big questions about mm. about who God is. But you see how. Jesus goes, there's a whole lot of busyness happening here. There's a whole lot of movement. There's very little fruit. And so mm-hmm. it makes sense why he sees a tree, a fig tree that that looks for all intents and purposes like it should be bearing fruit. Yeah. Just because it looks like it doesn't mean that it is. Mm-hmm. And he curses yeah. it. Yeah. And the disciples get this front row seat of going, oh, maybe it's not just all about being super busy all the time. Mm-hmm and going through the motions and doing all the good things. Maybe Jesus actually wants something deeper. He wants to transform me at a soul level. Yeah. And, and maybe I need to do a little demo day myself and get some of the stuff out of my life that's wow. not supposed to be there. Yeah. That's so great. that's where I was going to head. Um, you know how it gets that's with awesome sermons. That you just run out uh, of time. This, I had a guy come up to me a few weeks ago, first time ever at a church, yeah. and had bought a Bible to bring with him. Which was so so awesome. Let's go. It was like yeah. a student showing up to the first day yeah. of school. Like I got my textbook. Yeah, yeah. And he said, "Hey, I've like read a little bit and trying to figure some stuff out. Why is there so much talk about blood in the Bible?" Right. Which is a great question that yeah. you just answered through the yeah. explanation of the sacrificial system. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's really awesome. good. Do you remember that verse that I think we learned that in 2012 on the AC project trip? Yeah. The life is in the blood. It's in Leviticus. In Leviticus. Like yeah. Because yeah. how Romans says the wages of sin is death mm-hmm. and all have sinned and mm-hmm. fallen short of the glory of God. Mm-hmm. Therefore, the price to be paid is life. Well, wow. where is life? It's in the blood. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, because there's blood mentioned everywhere. everywhere. Yeah. But perfect blood was needed. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I love it because it's God stepping into our game that we're playing mm-hmm. going, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try so hard to relate to you all that I'm, I'm going to step in and play by your rules, but mm-hmm. then I'm going to, to, in a subversive way, make the sacrificial system <clears throat> null and void because let's be real, we don't need to keep killing all of these animals by laying down my life yeah. for you and becoming the ultimate sacrifice. Yeah. So really, it's such a... There's so many layers to the story oh, of Jesus heard, on the yeah. cross. Yeah. I answer a lot of questions. I feel like people going, but why would God have that many like sheep or goats or animals be slaughtered and killed. Like, doesn't God care about animals? My answer is like, well, of course. I feel like there's nobody who's more heartbroken by that than him. Um, But if you want to know how serious God is about sin and us being with him again, look no further than the brutality of the sacrificial system and more important, the brutality of the cross right. that his son went yeah. to, right. you know? <clears throat> I was yeah. reading recently about how the system and some of the instructions given in the Old Testament that the animals in that system were killed in very humane ways compared to other tribes and people, yeah. and that the way they stewarded the animal mm-hmm. from there mm-hmm. was like utilizing all of it Yeah, with a bunch of the different sacrifices and stuff made. Not that that takes away from how brutal the whole thing is totally yeah all the instructions and thought were put into it ultimately obviously pointing to yeah god no, himself good. coming here to lay down his life for us yeah. yeah in the most inhumane way that you could possibly be killed yeah yeah, yeah. you want to talk about unfair yeah yeah, yeah. talk right. about jesus well yeah. i i loved uh i love this concept of being replanted in eden mm-hmm. and thinking of repentance that way mm-hmm. like you talked about uh talking about repentance talking about confession talking about turning to god mm-hmm do you guys have any like practical personal 
stories of that or like the redemption of the idea of repentance in your life or where you've seen turning back to Eden and confessing something or bringing something to the light yeah. bear fruit in your life? Yeah, well, first of all, I uh, one more AC project story because yeah. there was that night in the Dominican Republic where we were on the roof mm -hmm. um, at sunset. Do you remember? And oh, we yeah. had just learned how to do time lapses time -lapse. with our Nikon yeah. D5100 <laughs> that we bought at Costco. Jacob, you know about those. In order to make a, a documentary. <laughs> so we spent $900 on a camera pack at Costco and that was all we brought with us. Well, we had a, the original GoPro. <laughs> oh, we should And a little field recorder. Which we lost. But yeah, uh, right. so we're on this roof and it's just such a mission trip scene. I'm playing acoustic guitar. Always. You guys are journaling and reading the Bible. Yeah. We've got a camera set up on a tripod getting a time lapse. There, you know, this base was right on the water. So down there is, you know, the awesome. yeah, sunset and the ocean. And we didn't want to film the, we didn't want to get a time lapse of the sunset. We wanted to get a time lapse of the moon rise because mm. it was going to be a full moon, which means the moon would rise at the same time the sun would set. And, um, and, and, yeah, so during the full thought. moon. You're like, doesn't the moon always rise when the sun sets? Nope. <laughs> Got a B minus in astronomy. So <laughs> trust me. Um, and we, uh, we, we set the camera up facing east. Mm. Speaking of moving east, to get the... Nice, good tie. Thank you. To get the moon rise. <laughs> yeah. And what unfolded, unfolded behind us over the next hour was probably the most beautiful... Yeah spectacular, yep. glorious sunset we've ever seen. And the whole time refusing to turn the camera around because we were convinced the moonrise is gonna be. <laughs> we're gonna get this If, moon if the rise. sunset is this good, <laughs> How imagine often do you the get a moon. moon. You can get a sunset every day. And then the moon just, you know, kind of <clears throat> came up like half behind a cloud. As it does, because <laughs> yeah. it doesn't like light up the sky <laughs> when it comes out. It's just the moon. It's a little less powerful than the sun. <laughs> so that to me has always become a picture of what repentance is because mm -hmm. I used to have repentance with this religious connotation and like this heavy, this heavy word, yeah. more of a warning as yeah. opposed to this beautiful invitation where repentance is not turn away from the good stuff and the fun stuff and yeah. be a, a well-behaved Christian and life will be boring now, but heaven will be great. Mm. Repentance is turn towards the good stuff, yeah. turn towards the yeah. sunset, mm. um, turn towards the life that is truly life, mm. be replanted in Eden. Yeah. Everything you're actually looking for is behind you. And so there's a, there's such a, a message of a mind shift because it's yeah. the transformative change of heart or mind. I think repentance comes yeah. from the Greek word metanoia, metanoia. and that's what it means. Um, turning from this to this, change how you're thinking right now. Yeah. My favorite quote, I say it often in sermons, it's C.S. Lewis who says, um, we are half-hearted creatures, human beings are. Yeah. Fooling about with sex and drink and ambition when infinite joy is being offered to us over here. Yeah, that's right. And then he goes on to say, like ignorant kids mm. making mud pies in a slum, content to do that while a holiday at sea is being offered to them. Yeah. We are far too easily pleased. And repentance is simply, I'm, I'm tired of settling for the counterfeit. I'm tired of settling for the temporary here today, but it's so fleeting and then gone the, mo the next morning when I wake up and I want something better. Yeah. Um, it's when you finally realize it's, it's, I don't want real life bad enough. Wow. And I'm, mm. I'm over that. And so I'm going to turn and change the way I'm thinking and step into the more God has for That's me. That's so good, too. man. Yeah. It reminded me of a story I want to preach about at some point um, of when, so when we were in college, we would meet on Thursday nights yeah. and it turned into this time of like, everybody just like lay your sins down <laughs> on the table. Like, like just dump them like, in the middle. Let's uh -huh. just confess all of this stuff. And eventually starting to feel like we're kind of missing the point here. Like to Doug's point, we're so focused on the, the moon rise that we're missing mm -hmm. the, the more beautiful picture of the mission and playing offense mm -hmm. that, yeah. that God has for us. And so around that time I would spend my summers leading mission trips in Costa Rica and, um, those were moments where I always say I felt like a, a fish finding water for the first time. Yeah. Like I, I felt like I found something that I'm really good at, which is I, I just knew how to 
lead people in days of, in like ministry days and, and put people in the right places so that they come alive and get people to open up and share their stories and, and all that. And, um, in between one of the teams coming, we had a, a guy, we brought in a guest speaker who had a, he was a great guy, but a very heavy handed message, um, uh, about repentance and about hell. And, and like, it was just a, a heavy weekend. And, um, the next team comes in, we, we take them out to a, another church in Costa Rica and we're, we're hanging out with them. And one of my coworkers came up to me and I remember this conversation like it was yesterday. She goes, Hey, I'm, I'm like really thrown off by everything that guest speaker said. Like I'm, I have a lot of fear of hell and a lot of fear of God and a lot of fear that I'm, I'm not repenting enough and, and all of that. And we had this great conversation as the kids were having their quiet time, you know? Oh yeah. Um, and I, it clicked for me for the first time where I, I said, hey, um, we get to spend all day helping build a home for this family that needs a home and playing yeah. soccer with a bunch of kids who, who are just excited to play soccer and doing vacation Bible school and dancing and throwing kids in the air and using our Spanish to the best of our ability to laugh at ourselves and, and make conversation and just have a great time mm. and, and push the, the kingdom forward. And I said, I'm not doing this to avoid hell. Hmm. Like there was a time in my life where that's what it was. Yeah. I'm not doing this to avoid hell. I'm doing this because I know that this is my, my calling and my purpose and there's nothing else I'd rather be doing. Yeah. And so it, that, that like <clears throat> mind shift from just playing defense to try to like atone for all the bad stuff that we've done, getting past that and getting to the point where you realize, no, I'm just, I just am so thankful for Jesus and yeah. what Jesus has done. And yeah. I'm, I want to tell people about it. Like yeah. the weight that that takes off your shoulders for sure. To me, that's, that's what repentance looks like. Dude, you know, a now. cool thought is you mentioned how the veil has been torn and the, the presence of God is no longer behind a curtain, Yeah, but it's we're temples yeah. and the Holy spirit. We, we mentioned he's the comforter. Yeah. He's also the convictor. Mm. However, does he convict you of what you're doing wrong? Sure. But I think way more than that, he convicts you of what Jesus did right. Wow. Mm. Ooh. The Holy Spirit convicts you of your righteousness. Dang. God. So yeah. if you feel conviction, it's way less, oh, you did that wrong thing yesterday. And it's way more, you've already Whoa. been made righteous and been made holy. That's what the Holy Spirit is convicting you of. He's not convicting you of how lame the moon rises. He's convicting you of how good awesome the, sunset, the is. sunset is. I've never thought about conviction in like a positive <laughs> yes. like that. Awesome. Uh, that's no. blowing my mind. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I think you can't really embrace repentance unless you truly believe God has the best for you and wants the best yeah. for you. Yeah. And when you make that shift, I know for me, I've seen the power of repentance in my life go from, I feel like I need to just say this because I'm supposed to confess my sins or yeah. whatever. And then kind of just letting that keep me there feeling worse. Like, well, now some other people know, some of my friends know to, I don't want this weight on my shoulders. Jesus made a way that I don't have to walk with this. And I need to bring this to the light so that I can experience that sunrise and yeah. the life that he has for me because I yeah. truly believe he doesn't want this Yeah, because he wants better for me than I want for myself. And I've told you guys the worst things I've ever done. And yeah, you walk out of those conversations when you have the mentality that Jesus wants freedom for me of, well, I do feel freer because yeah. yeah. I just said something out loud that I thought would completely disqualify me from friendship or from God and yeah. realize that because of Jesus, it doesn't do that. Yeah. And it's actually a great tool. Yeah. Two last rapid fire questions That's for awesome, you guys. Man. Okay. Fast. Talking about spiritual health. Yeah. What are some tactical things that you do to keep yourself spiritually healthy? Routines. I think confession's one of them. Yeah, for sure. Where you just said it, everybody doesn't have to know your stuff, but somebody has to know your stuff. Yeah. Or else you're isolated, and that's the enemy's playground where he gets you with mm -hmm. shame and yep. keeps you stuck. And, um, the end game of confession is not confession, it's healing. Good. Confess nice. your sins so that you'll be healed. Mm -hmm. It's not like it's for God where he looks down and mm -hmm. goes, okay, I heard you say it, you're good, get out of here. Right, or yeah. I didn't know that until you told me. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. now. Yeah, confessing to God is kind of funny in some ways because it's not for him, it's for you. Right. Um, confession sets you free. Yeah. And so uh, <laughs> you guys know, you know, 
we're pretty open with the church yeah. on Sundays and on this For podcast. Sure. Yeah. Um, I said to everybody recently, I said, you guys don't know everything about me. Right. These guys know everything about mm -hmm. me though. Somebody yeah. has to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. You know what I mean? Um, so confession. Confession. Good. Yeah, absolutely. What else? I, d I do a thing um, recently called, I, I call it Emmanuel prayer. I don't know if that's like an official title, um, but Emmanuel means God with us. Mm. And so one of the things I do when I'm, when I'm struggling to let go of something from the past is I stop mm. and I allow myself to go back to that moment. And then I realize that Emmanuel is a reminder that God was with me mm. in that moment. That he um, that he was there. If it's a, a painful moment, I allow myself to realize that that also hurt the heart mm. of God, and that that he hurt mm. for me or hurt for the situation. Um, but that that didn't change how he thinks of me. Because mm. I think what we do is we we start to compartmentalize where we go. Yeah, but then I did that one mm. thing, and so now God just rolled his eyes and and ran away. But to allow yourself to realize that that he's right there with you, saying my son, my daughter, with whom I am well pleased, yeah. even in the, the middle of whatever it is for mm. you. I found that to be a super healing thing. That's good. What about you? I mean, it's always back to the basics. <clears throat> my life is healthier in every way when I'm reading the Bible yeah. consistently, yeah. always, because it's alive and active. Um, when I have focused time that I'm in quiet, and instead of just monologuing, I try to sit and listen yeah, and, let, and then when the things pop up into my head, I remember a lady telling us, when you're trying to pray and you keep getting distracted, those yeah. things that are distracting you are probably the things you need to pray, pray about. Those pray things. about those things. Um, totally. And so worrying I, but, is but, not the same but, thing as praying. Right. Yeah. Making that time, whether it's to read scripture or listen to something or sit in quiet, yeah. are the most obvious things that I outthink all the time and have through my faith journey, but mm -hmm. um, back to the basics and realizing that whether it's confession in a conversation or it's reading the Bible, that resets what you're talking about, the identity of who I am because I'm back to remembering who he is. Yeah. And if I do that to start my day, it's a whole different day Wow. Um, than if I don't, so. Yeah, because right before in Psalm 1 where it says a tree replanted in Eden, it says, blessed is the one who meditates on scripture yeah. day and night. all day and all night. Yep. That person is like a tree yeah, that's right. replanted yep. in Eden. Final question. You talked about the Marcan sandwich. <clears throat> What's your favorite sandwich place? As for me, I will say New Jersey Michaels. Yeah. Um, I was going to say Subway. <laughs> I worked there for three years. Okay. Yeah, you did. We don't have the Marcan sandwich there, though. <laughs> well, and I still actually like Subway even though I worked well, there that's for three amazing. years. Yeah. The amount of celebrities they get in their ad campaigns blows my mind. Yeah, wild. Firehouse. Oh, nice. Firehouse. Very good. I haven't been in a long time, but I remember really liking it. Thanks, thanks for answering in, answering in chain sandwich places, because that's what I meant. And yeah. you guys just knew. No, we, just knew. we know you well. That's the power of friendship. Wow. Maybe we get sandwiches for lunch today. Let's do it. Let's Kayla, do thanks it. for the fun game. Job, Kayla. Job, Jake. Okay, great day. We got to do that again. Yeah, we'll so get. People, we'll try to improve our skills. People you guys can are great. probably laugh you at how ignorant we are to oh, dude. celebrities. Oh, they have just gotten to do that. Yep. I felt so insecure. <laughs> Everyone, I was like, I'm not going to know who this is. This is not good. No. Nope. Oh, boy. Dude, thanks for talking about all that. That was awesome. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We're going to wrap up uh, the temple concept next That's right. week. We'll talk about some mental health. Yep. And then we'll just kind of talk big picture about our takeaways walking out of this series. Okay. And we have some other fun stuff, I bet. Wow. So uh, thanks, everybody. And it's like I always say, we'll see you next week.